Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Front Gate Land and the Financials. We'll tell you more about them in a bit. We are going to be talking Kentucky versus Florida, Senior Day. Included in Senior Day is actually technically grad transfer Reed Travis. We'll discuss his status. And then we will wade into the waters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Of LSU and their uh, potential impending doom. I don't know. Uh, But we'll we'll talk about that whole FBI update. Uh, But let's start with the game that's coming up on Saturday. Kentucky versus Florida. Uh, Kentucky obviously won in Gainesville. Kyle and I were both down there. I missed that weather, and uh, I mean uh, it was it was a it was a pretty pretty good game for Kentucky. I thought. Yeah, I mean they had a, they were down big in the second half and came roaring back to win. Um, played really really good defense down there. I think Florida shot like twenty seven percent from uh, from the field, uh, um, and and only scored twenty one points in the second half. You know, that was, uh, to me, that was like kind of at the height of when Kentucky started really playing excellent defense. Let's see. In the I was looking, I'm looking back at my story from that. At that point in the, in the, in a four game stretch, Mississippi State, Kansas, Vanderbilt, and Florida, uh, those four teams shot a combined 35% and averaged just 56 points. The winning streak was at eight after that game. So, I mean, that's the team to me, like that's what Kentucky's got to get back to, the way they were defending in that stretch. Uh, and some of that will be getting Reed Travis back, I think helps in some areas. But, um, you know, what stands out for me for me about that Florida game was just kind of the way they locked down on defense in the second half and, and made their comeback based on defense. You know, P.J. Washington was you know, impressive in that game. Uh, Mike White caught him the best player on the floor. Um, and, and that was one of those games where you saw somebody challenge another guy. That was where, where P.J. Washington was getting in guys' faces. He huddled all those guys up. And they were down 11 with 13 minutes ago and outscored Florida by 22 the rest of the way after that huddle. Yep. So, um, you know, that's another thing that kind of jumps out at me. Yeah, and I mean, Florida, they're coming off uh... – Couple of, couple of bad losses. Losing to Georgia is bad, and then the way they lost to LSU, not getting a shot up on the final possession of overtime, uh, just looked it was just a bad look. So, I, I mean, I don't, I haven't looked currently. I don't know if they're on the bubble still or not. But the, as the weak as the bubble is, I guess that any time any type of tournament run could potentially get them back in. So, as John Calipari loves to point out, they'll be playing another desperate team. But I think that it'll it'll be a situation where it, Kentucky will be ready for it, and you know Florida just isn't isn't what people thought they were going to be this season. And you know I feel like we talked about this after after the game and before the Florida game earlier. You know some of those guards that were gonna that were gonna be you know potentially be stars they haven't lived up to it down in Florida. And and some of the numbers that we went through last time. Uh, comparing the fall off from last season to this season that I think Hudson specifically has done has just been kind of stunning. And 
you don't expect regression <laughs> when a player gets older, but you've seen it happen at Florida, and it's just kind of inexplicable. Yeah, and the, you know, Mike White's star has faded a little bit. You know, he comes in and gets them to an Elite Eight, and they're right there to go to the Final Four. Was it his first year, first or second year, when they played South Carolina in an all-SEC Elite Eight game? And you just thought, you know, he was going to be off and running and another Billy Donovan, and it hasn't quite worked out that way. But I, this is, you know, this is a team that will challenge, can challenge Kentucky. Um, they've they've actually been in, they, they've lost a bunch, but they've been in a bunch of games against good teams. Uh, you know, they had the chance to, to beat LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, played um, Michigan State really close at home. Uh, scared Kentucky a little bit uh, in Gainesville. I mean, they... They've got the weapons necessary to to challenge good teams, and so as you mentioned, they are going to be desperate. I don't know if that's enough. I, I think this team on senior night, uh, whether Reed Travis plays or not, will be get a little juice from that, from just even recognizing him. Win one for you know, Johnny David. Yes, exactly, Johnny David. Kentucky doesn't really lose much at home. We know that we've only only lost this year is on a tip in that shouldn't have counted. I do I do love the fact that that has now, and this is pretty typical about when people get away from things and kind of forget all the facts of it. I think it was Vital who tweeted out that LSU should have another loss because they they were they got the win at Kentucky on that tip in. I don't know if he just it was doesn't a tie game. Yeah, I know. I don't know if he doesn't remember or what exactly, but that that narrative has kind of got has got repeated by a couple of different people, which is always kind of amusing. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think if they go to overtime in Rupp Arena, I, I do. I like Kentucky's chances, but it was by no means a guaranteed thing. Um, by the way, we should point out that before the the LSU loss at home, they actually won at LSU. Florida did mm-hmm. uh, in overtime. So one of the what two teams to beat uh, LSU this season in the league. So you know, I, I wouldn't say this is a gimme by any means, but uh, it's close. You know, to I'd be. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. So, uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about Reed Travis and a, a quick recruiting update that we didn't mention on the last edition of the show. Uh, but before that, I do want to tell you guys about Frontgate Land. If you are in the market to buy, sell, to buy or sell land, lease to a reliable tenant, or uncover a possible revenue stream on your property, let Frontgate Land Management help. Owner Josh Tungate is a licensed realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Service Professional Realty and a UK alum, and he loves his cats. Give them a call at 859-962-9955 or visit frontgateland.com. They have the contacts to help connect the dots in agricultural. frontgateland.com or give them a call 859-962-9955. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Calipari said on his coach's show that it kind of made it seem like, what was the wording he used? He wasn't anticipating he was going to practice like Reed Travis wasn't going to be available or prepare like Reed Travis wasn't going to be available. But then he kind of hedged a little bit and he said, well, maybe we get him in the game and get his feet wet and play him 10 to 12 minutes. Kyle, what do you kind of think is going to happen on Saturday with Reed Travis' availability? Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, it's not like the thing that's weird about Kentucky is like this is like a lot of senior nights under John Calipari. Either no seniors or no, you know, 
no traditional seniors, scholarship seniors. Johnny Davis has been here his whole career. Um, but, you know, it's not like Reed Travis is like at the end of this illustrious four-year career at Kentucky. You know, he's he's a, a different kind of one-and-done, really. Uh, he's been here for a few months. Maybe it's a little different if it's if he's a traditional-type senior and, um, you know, he, he wants to go out with one more in his beloved Rupp Arena. But, you know, he, he spent a lot more time in Stanford's arena than Kentucky's. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know if that comes into play where he's really pushing for it. And, and I know Kentucky doesn't want to push him. They want to let this thing heal up properly and fully and get him back all the way. He's obviously going to be honored either way before the game. I just – I don't know. I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he doesn't play. Because if he doesn't play, that buys you another almost full week. You know, they wouldn't play – they won't play till Friday in the SEC tournament. So you get almost another week of rest and rehab and whatever else. Um, and that's a pretty big deal. So, and in fact, if you really wanted to, you know, set him in your first matchup, depending who who that is, like I, I, I might only play Reed Travis in the semifinals if they're playing Tennessee in the semifinals with a chance to get to a one seed, and otherwise shut him down. Uh, maybe you want to get him some rust knocked off before that, and so you play him on Friday. But I, I think I, I think I sit him in this game. Yeah, I. I don't know. It would be really cool to like have him check in for a minute or something. I mean, I don't know how exactly the logistics would work out, but you know, according to, to Calipari, this is kind of a, a doctor's decision. You know, when he's ready to play, he'll play, and, and Cal obviously trusts Reed Travis, so it'll be kind of a decision that that isn't all the that isn't in Calipari's hands much at all. You know what I'm saying? So, I it would be cool to kind of see him, but I do wonder, Kyle. When they run through the hoop, has there been like specific directions given to the cheerleaders or dance team or whoever's holding it to where to keep the hoop all the way on the ground? Because one, Reed Travis doesn't have great elevation, and two, <laughs> if he trips, I mean, we're talking about a disaster right there, right? With a knee sprain already, and then he trips on. Yeah, the they might hoop. have it like pre. They might have his little hoop pre-perforated, so he can just. <laughs> Just whack right through there. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Mighty? G- oh goodness, what's the name of the movie? It's something Giants. It's the football movie with oh, the little, little Giants. Little Giants. Yeah, that's it. And they and they and they all bounce back from there. <laughs> they run through their little thing yes. when they come out. That's such a good movie. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Reed Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, I am. Uh, I was looking. I was searching for something related to Kentucky on Twitter, and I stumbled across Rex Chapman posting a block charge video that is a dog humping a man's head. So well, it's better than the one where he posted some woman vomiting on another woman. Oh yeah, that was uh I thought that was about to become a pornographic film. <laughs> <laughs> Rex is, Rex Rex is really like he's really put he's really pushing it with these some of these videos lately. Yes. Pushing the envelope. Yes, he is. So um, you speaking of, uh, I'll let you mention something you got working that will come out most likely on on Friday. Kind of a, a senior a senior moment that your story that you're going to kind of share. Just give a little tease of it so people will really be enticed to go check out the athletic. Yeah, I mean, there we mentioned not a lot of four year guys under Calipari, but um, there's going to be a guy who is a four year uh, member of this team honored before the game Saturday. His name is Randy Gregory. 
He's a student manager, and he's got a pretty remarkable story. He's from Baltimore. Um, his father has ALS um, and was a former basketball coach before he was uh, stricken with ALS. And uh, his mom is a pretty remarkable woman who has uh, taken care of his father. Um, they're actually not married anymore. Um, and when he became sick, she uh, began taking care of him. And it is a, a pretty incredible story. She is a very, very um, wonderful woman, I gather. Um, and you can see that in their son, Randy, who is, uh, you know, one of my favorite people I've ever interviewed covering Kentucky, uh, a very kind young man and smart, um, wants to be a coach. He was, he was a little guy, he's five, eight. He was a really good high school basketball player in Baltimore area, played AAU and, uh, probably could have played D2 ball, but he wants to be a coach. And he thought the best path would be coming to Kentucky as a, a student manager and, uh, trying to soak up everything he could for being in that role and he uh sort of got taken under kenny payne's wing uh, right away and um you know talked to kenny payne about him and and he just loves him and he's become kind of kenny payne's right hand man and helps work out these players he's a guy i tweeted out a picture uh at tennessee i think um of randy putting tyler hero through a workout he does that before every game and you know, he does all the other grunt work. He does the laundry and packs up the equipment and fills the water bottles and all that stuff. I mean, a manager, student manager has just an un unbelievable workload um, and their students are going to school. And um, so anyway, it's uh, hopefully, I think, a, a cool story for people. His father, who has ALS, is going to be at the game. Uh, it's quite an ordeal to get him here, but they are, have found a way uh, to get him here for senior night to see his son honored. His mother will be here as well. Um, and it's just kind of a, a special story. These players, they love Randy Gregory. They they think of him as a brother, a big brother. Tyler Hero called him a big brother. Uh, Isaiah Briscoe had glowing things to say about him. They stay in touch. He, Hamadou Diallo took him to the NBA draft. He is uh, he's a huge part of Kentucky basketball, and it'll be his last home game as well Saturday. Yeah. That's a, it's going to be a great story. You told me about it a little bit, and I'm looking forward uh, to reading it. Quick recruiting note. Failed to mention it yesterday. John Calipari didn't do his coach's show in person. He called in, and he complained about the cold. And according to Kyle Tucker, he was at somewhere that's even colder than Kentucky right now. And, and Kyle, where was John Calipari on Wednesday night? He was uh, in Minnesota watching Matthew Hurt, the five-star uh, 2019 player, stretch four kid, top ten player overall. Uh, and apparently he dropped a triple-double with mm -hmm. Calipari watching. There were a bunch of, bunch of high-level coaches there watching him, but I think Kenny Payne and John Calipari were both out there to see him uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I heard uh, Penny Hardaway was there as well and one other major coach that's not – being at the top of my mind right now, but I think Shashevsky. I, I think really uh, either Shashevsky or Self. It's one of those because it's basically a Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, and Memphis battle. Um, Memphis has continued to pursue him and push their sort of NBA guys and NBA NBA development. The NBA piece of it is really big. Like he, he and his family want to, want him to go somewhere where he can be developed into an NBA uh, player, and that's a big piece of it you know wanting that's not unusual for kentucky targets to want to be developed uh to, to have nba uh, draft aspirations but that's something that he's really put in the forefront of his recruitment made it clear that 
you know, he wants to find the place that can get him ready at his specific position uh, to play in the NBA. And I, I know for a fact Kentucky has sold, you know, P.J. Washington's development and usage to him and to others. Uh, you know, they've sent cut-up videos of um, P.J. shooting and making a bunch of threes because that's, you know, that's what Matthew Hurd is. He is a stretch well, for him. I mean, they had to get back about against guys who were saying that Kentucky doesn't let their big men shoot. Don't you don't get to take threes when you're at UK? There were some writers who were on that train early on in the season. <laughs> it was you, Kyle. Oh yeah, right. I I got that. When and uh, that's that's a fact. They didn't. Uh, their their offense was not really built around that. But uh, PJ has changed that a little bit. He's probably the truest stretch four they've had here, and uh, that's is he stretchier than deal. is he stretchier than Winion Gabriel? Yeah, that, I mean, I guess what I would say about that is uh, PJ's probably the best uh, dual threat. Yeah, there like, you, that's because cool. he's he could be a dominant player in the paint and make threes. Winion was not going to be a dominant player in the paint. He was mm-hmm. more of a make threes guy, and he made a lot uh, now, <laughs> in that one SEC yeah, game. <laughs> seven, yeah, seven for seven. But uh, yeah, Winion was probably a better shooter. Not probably, Winion was a better shooter. Um, and now it would have been to, really interesting if he came back, like what they would have this year. And instead, um, he is wearing pizza slice uniforms. Yeah, I don't think we have ever mentioned that on here, but a few nights ago, he uh, had a, a nice play, great reverse dunk on this highlight that somebody tweeted out in the G League, but his entire uniform was covered in pizza print. It looked like a giant pepperoni pizza. Yep, it, that's exactly how it was. And that's that all was, I can say about it. It was the worst jersey I've ever seen. And that's saying something, because there are some terrible jerseys out in the world these days. But, hey, G League basketball, that's kind of what happens. They want to sell sell some promotional stuff, and they sold it out to the highest pizza bidder. So there you go. <laughs> I can't imagine like who's like, you know what? i got to have one of those. I'm going to buy one of those, and then I'm going to start wearing the pizza jersey well, at the games around no, with my friends. I think it's one, they're not selling the jersey. They've sold it to whatever pizza company it oh, is. they're just selling the pizza, the actual pizza. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what they're trying to sell, but like when I see a basketball player in a pizza jersey, that doesn't make me want to have pizza. Or that, or am I looking for the brand so I can go gobble up that, <laughs> that awesome brand of pizza? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, when we go to Rupp, sometimes some people get some hunks of pizza, but I don't know. We we around here like La Rosa's pizza, at least myself does, so I don't know. Maybe if, if La Rosa's, oh my gosh, what if La Rosa's paid you to wear a pizza suit? To like a not not an important game, would you do it? <laughs> to a game like a like a like a suit like a suit suit that was uh, yeah like those Christmas yeah like those Christmas suits you see all the time that have like ridiculous <laughs> things, but it's like a pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, we'd have to really negotiate on what that would cost, but I would wear a pizza. I'd wear a product placement suit to a game for sure, and then, for the right for the right amount of money. And then on top, it would be like a fedora that had spaghetti. <laughs> okay, because uh, roses isn't just pizza. So, all right. Speaking of advertisers, let's get one more ad in, and then uh, we are going to talk about Will Wade and the mess that he is in. The financialist will not let you get in 
financial mess. It's tax season, and guys, if you're trying to get through it right now, like some people I know, then it's it can be a mess. But the Financialist LLC is a locally owned provider of CFO caliber services to small businesses in Central Kentucky. Owner Rick Parsons has 25 years of experience in helping business owners establish a solid accounting system. He will work with you on helping to maximize your profit potential. That's the thing you want. You want all these systems set up so when you get in the nitty-gritty of running your business, you don't have to think about trying to keep track of stuff on the day-to-day. You can give him a call, 859-296-9814. Rick is an accounting professional that thinks like an entrepreneur and wants to help you as a business owner grow and thrive. Whether your need is for short-term or recurring, the financialist can tailor their service to fit your need. Give them a call, 859-296-9814, and set up a complimentary meeting. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Will Wade. He's in, uh, he's in some trouble, Kyle. He did not make a smart decision talking to Christian Dawkins. Uh, no, he did not. No, he did not. That's uh, quite a bombshell from the Yahoo crew. Um, Wetzel, 40, and uh, Pete Thamel, um, who they have probably done a better job than anybody um, in just staying on this pay-for-play scandal and you know, breaking news about some of the some of the evidence as it's uh, you know come along, and the and the this Will Wade thing is a pretty big bombshell. And like, I'm not even like I'm not sure it has even really gotten as much attention as I thought it would, um, outside of just like basketball diehards. But uh, it's a pretty huge story. I mean, he's they have a transcript of the uh, the FBI wiretaps where they were tapping Christian Dawkins and, and Will Wade for whatever reason decided to call up Christian Dawkins allegedly uh, on these tapes and just start venting about a recruitment that doesn't sound like Dawkins was even involved in. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to complain that, uh, you know, he was trying to get this guy paid and the guy was, uh, was being, being slow to make the commitment. And uh, he, he gave a name smart he didn't give a first name, but there's a top 50 recruit on his roster this year, uh, Javante Smart, as a freshman, who signed just in the same window as these uh, calls were recorded. And has been a really good player, was the key to LSU getting that win over Tennessee because that was one of the games that Tremont Waters was out. So, I mean, it's not like this is a guy that isn't factoring into wins either on top of all this. Well, yeah, and it's, you know, it's not like a guy who hasn't been playing. So you, if you have to end up, you know, vacating, you're, you're vacating your whole season. If, it, if that happens down the road, the SEC champion from this year likely is going to be wiped out or co-champion if they share it with Tennessee. I feel like this should have gotten – a little more attention than it has. Like to me, it feels like a huge blockbuster story. And maybe because it's like, even though they've been really good and they're a top ten team and they're going to you know win a share of the SEC, it's LSU and Will Wade that have not been on people's radar nationally until now. Um, this is not a traditional, necessarily a traditional blue blood. It's not a you know a well known coach. He's an up and comer. Maybe that's why it's not doesn't feel like it's just totally rocked 
the basketball world. But to me, it's a huge story. And, you know, I don't think it's the first or the last of these type stories, but it's, it's very bad for Will Wade. I mean, you're, you're on tape and you, you know, you're trying to broker this deal for, you know, a kid that you didn't, you know, I guess you have some deniability because you didn't say his first name, but you've said his last name and it's apparent that, um, it's pretty apparent who we're talking about here, basically setting up the purchase of a player and, and explaining some of the, you know, some of the, uh, inner workings. That's the interesting thing. And his rant, he's talking about how, you know, I, I had a bleeping good deal. Uh, he kept saying a bleeping good deal. Um, and you know, raving about how great of a deal he offered this, uh, third party. And the reason it hadn't been accepted is because the other guy wanted a bigger cut and not all of it to go to the mom and the, the player. Um, and, and so he was frustrated about that. I mean, you know, that offers a little bit of a glimpse in sort of the, the seediness of some of this, that whoever this guy was that was shopping this player uh, wanted a bigger cut and more to go to him and less to go to the kid and his family who, you know, are the ones that are have earned this payment and if you if you feel that way and i do think these guys should be getting paid or be able to profit off their likeness at least and um i I don't know to me this feels like a huge story um it certainly feels like lsu is in a a horrible spot because i mean it feels like they gotta at least take will wade off the court suspend him indefinitely Mm -hmm. if not fire him i mean this is really damning evidence uh and i would imagine there's a lot more when this trial happens i mean he's already been subpoenaed he's gonna have to stand up there uh under oath and testify and if you if you lie in that situation it's perjury and you go to jail i mean this could only i think this is only going to get worse for lsu and will wade and so like what do you do do you do you sit javante smart or you just say well he's already you know we're already in so deep with this we're going to win all we can win with this team and this coach and knowing we'll probably have to strip it down the road and that's fine. Uh, maybe I, I, I kind of feel like that's probably what they will do, but I wonder if they shouldn't just sit smart and sit Wade because I mean, anything they accomplish this postseason is, could be pretty quickly taken away from them. Yeah, you would imagine, but at this point, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, it's do you just? I mean, I, I there's just no good way to kind of figure it out. And you know, if you want to kind of con- connect it to Kentucky briefly, there was a flirtation and a recruitment between Smart and Kentucky, but that that kind of waned really quickly when it was clear that Kentucky preferred Emmanuel quickly. And uh, you know, it, it, it's I guess in like another word world, Kyle. Theoretically, Smart could have came to Kentucky, but who knows? And it could have been a situation where, you know, Kentucky's involved in this to a certain extent because if Wade's talking about an offer, then, you know, I'm not saying Kentucky would have made an offer, but hypothetically, I don't know. Like, a guy could turn down an offer and go to a school that didn't give him money, you know what I mean? And then if this arises, then everybody who's associated with that kid now in the recruitment is kind of drugged through the mud as well because you're in a situation where... Wade's clearly referencing somebody else making an offer. All right, let's check who else recruited Javante Smart. And so if you recruited Javante Smart, you're kind of going to be looked at for a minute too. And I understand why, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, in Kentucky's case, it wasn't a very long recruitment, I yeah. don't think, or a very serious recruitment, uh, which I think probably will, people will breathe a, a sigh of relief about. Um, you know, and and uh, basically all the guys on um, the the marquee guys on LSU's roster, like Kentucky, took a look at and uh, spoke to, recruited to some extent. Um, but you know, it didn't get very far down the road with Nas Reed. Didn't get far down the road at all. They never actually offered. I don't think Emmett Williams, one of the other five star guys, uh, Javante Smart. I think they offered, but uh, weren't in it very long with him. So. All those things, I think, would probably make me feel better if I was a Kentucky fan. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that anybody in this world is safe, um, at least from innuendo, because yeah. it's it's obvious now from this investigation that so many players are out there being shopped, at the very least. Well, that was... Saying, hey, what, what can I get for this guy? Well, and that's the and, way uh, it, it like that stuck out to me is... And I'm, I guess there's two reports for, as well because Schleyball had a report from ESPN and in his like portion of the transcript that he got a hold of, it was, I think the two parts were one that was, it was going to be more than an NBA minimum, rookie minimum. And he said that this guy's going to be a two or three year player. And, and Wade was kind of waxing that it was, it was crazy that this guy had such high demands and he's not even a one and done. So that's a situation where that's a lot of money going to a guy who isn't at the top of the game. But, I mean, I guess we should all understand that by now considering what Brian Bowen was and what he was getting. Yeah, you know, first of all, I think I think the context was kind of in a joking way that Will said the rookie. Oh, minimum, yeah, I know. The rookie but, minimums like over 800000 a year. But, uh, but, yeah, but point being that, yeah, these are like the second tier for, you know, five-star, high four-star kids, not the top ten players. Uh you know, not the the one and the obvious one and done. And everybody, the one thing I hear a lot is like, if these guys were getting this much, what are the top ten players getting? And now I'm not saying the top ten players aren't getting paid, but I think it's also possible that like the the ones that the second tier guys who know they aren't like a sure thing that are really good players, but know that there's no guarantee they're going to make very much if any money in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like those people, in my mind would be the ones that would make the most sense to try to cash in before you even go to college. Yeah. As an insurance policy. Like I mean if you're if you're the number one player, you know, if you're like projected lottery pick before you even play a minute of college basketball, um you don't have a lot of fear that you're not going to make a, a living in playing basketball. Um you, you know, you're going to get played paid playing professional basketball, almost certainly, if you're a, a truly top-end guy. So I think it's at least possible that some of those guys say, like, I'm going to get paid, and that the next tier of guys go, I don't know if I'm ever going to get paid, and I'm going to get paid right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the money that's right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so – and I don't – I also don't think it's fair. While I think it's a prevalent thing in, in college basketball, I don't think it's fair to a lot of these kids to just, like, look at every top kid and assume that he – did something he wasn't supposed to do because I, I don't think they all, I don't think they all do. Um, but certainly, certainly plenty do. You know, it's interesting too, if this is Javante smart and I think that's, you know, all reasonable, uh, deduction of this transcript would lead you to believe it was smart. If it was Javante smart and they did have to pay him, what does that say too about like that? He was a bat, a Baton Rouge kid. Yeah. 
like in the backyard. Uh, and, and so like, if you were trying to explain, like you go, how's Will Wade getting all these guys, you know, like Nas reads from New Jersey or whatever. And, you know, guys are from all over Tremont waters from Connecticut. Um, you get, but the one you could easily explain is like, well, they got them. You know, Javante smart is, of course he was going to go to LSU he was from Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you got, if you gotta come up with this massive offer to get a guy in your, in your town to go to school there, uh, ugh. yep. It's, uh, that's pretty crazy. I completely agree. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks so much to the financialist and Frontgate Land for sponsoring it. Uh, be sure to be following along with Kyle and I's coverage on Friday. We will be at the John Calipari press conference. And on Saturday, we'll be at the Kentucky-Florida game. You can follow along with me on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Kyle is? At Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Um, if you want to check out some Kentucky football stuff, I posted a bunch of interviews from today on my timeline and on BigBlueInsider.com. John Summerall, super fun. And Moses Douglas, I'm going to make this declaration now. I think he is going to be a superstar on the field and off it. He has a really good personality. First time I got a chance to talk to him, so go check that out as well. Please follow us on Twitter at LockedOnUK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Leave us a review and rating, and then most importantly, share it with somebody else who would enjoy the show. Thanks so much for listening. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. It's, uh... What the world? Kyle? Hello, Kyle? Hello? Waxing poetic to to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um... Did you get any of that on Will Wade or? No, not really.